I want to start off with a scripture. And it says, uh, walk prudently when you go to the house of God and draw near to hear rather than to give a sacrifice of fools. For they do not know what they do is evil. It's Ecclesiastes. It's <coughs> to break it down, it says, walk humbly, walk with fear of God when you step into the house of God because you're, you're about to draw near to Him. You're about to draw near to His voice to be able to hear Him and uh, not just to come in and, and, and have a, give a sacrifice or put a check mark or, or say, okay, you know what, I made it to church. That's all that, that I need. That's all that needs to happen in my life so I can still uh, consider myself a Christian or consider it to, you know, I'm going to heaven. I'm still, I still haven't given up. I'm here, right? But uh, here it says, uh, be cautious because if that's you, you're a fool. If that's you, you're, you're, you're not coming to hear from God. You're coming for your own self. You're coming to, to, to raise up your self-image or to, to get another uh, hit on your, you know, hey, I'm, I, I'm solid. I'm not quitting. Everybody else quit. I'm still here. But God is calling us for more. Walk prudently when you go to the house of God and draw near to hear rather than to give the sacrifice of fools. I, uh, I, uh, who's had a busy week? Like, lots of stuff. I know you guys started to school. Like, you know, the economy is doing great. Everybody's going crazy, you know, trying to chase all the, you know, put all the ducks in a row, trying to get everything situated. I, you know, this week I looked at the, the craziness, and I'm like, I don't know how I'm going to do this. This is crazy. And uh, somehow it all got done, and I know it's by God's mercy, by God's grace. And I'm here Friday unloaded. I'm not in business. I'm not in... In, uh, in, in planning my weekend. I'm not in anything. I'm just here for God. I'm just, just here to separate myself and to, just to listen and to absorb what God is, uh, is going to do tonight, what God wants to say tonight. Anybody here with me? Amen? All right, cool. I, uh, uh, it's awesome. It's awesome to, to be a part of this youth where you see hands of, of uh, faithful brothers and sisters going, you know what? We're all in. We're, we're all in. Um, I uh, title this message always put God first and he will take you there you know it says put the kingdom of God first and everything will be added to you and uh, uh, I, uh, I, I just want to refresh our thoughts on that I want to uh, go through a couple of verses in Ecclesiastes and a couple of verses in Matthew stuff we just fresh, freshly read and, and I want to build on that thought of, hey, God has to be number one in our life for anything to, to, to work out, for, for His will, for, for His glory, for the, a result, for fruit to happen in our lives. Uh, the Pharisees were asking Jesus, this is in Matthew 22, 37 and 40, they're saying, hey, which, which of the commandments are the most important? Which ones do we really have to follow? And Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. This is the first and greatest commandment. And then it says, the second is like it. You shall love your neighbor as yourself. On those two commandments hang all the laws and the prophets. Jesus is saying, hey, there's two very, very, very important things that 
go through the whole Bible that's always been there from the beginning through every single book of the Bible. There are two things that unify all the authors, all the, the history of the world. There's two things. And these are the most important things. Number one is to love your God above everything else. With all your heart, with all your soul, with all your mind. That is the most important thing that you could once get a revelation of in your life. Like, that is the most important thing that, that you could grab a hold of and cherish and, and, and develop inside your heart. Love your God above everything else. And that's the one thing that, that always uh, sends, uh, sends somebody off of a course into delusion, sends somebody off course into to rebellion and to sin, is when they lose that principle. When they lose that, hey, God before everything else. And uh, uh, the second is, then you can love your neighbor. You know, once you learn how to love God, then you're actually able to love your neighbor. And today we see that reverse. You've already heard this a lot off of this pulpit, but we see a lot of humanitarian things. You know, like, hey, we, as long as we feed the, the hungry, that, 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 you know, that's the most important thing. No, it's not. most important thing is that you stay faithful to your God, and because of your faithfulness to God, then you will be able to, to be sent out and, and, and actually help people, not just feed them. Um, I want to put up a picture. Uh, first picture up there, if you could, Josh. No, 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 that's the last picture. Here we go. This is uh, the current issue, I think, of 425 Business. And on the front page, we have Vlad Popich. Uh, he's a 25-year-old who is a, a real estate broker or a broker? Oh, yeah, real estate broker, sorry. 30 under 30. These are the top players of Washington State that came out on this magazine. And here we have this uh, top player, Vlad Popich. I, uh, I think I personally ran into him a few times uh, somewhere in, uh, along the way of life, but I'm not, I'm not uh, here to bash him. I don't know him. I don't communicate with him. I don't have a relationship with him. I just looked at him up because it was interesting that he came up on the cover of this magazine. Can you go to the next slide, uh, the, 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 his page? There he is again, 25, and uh, there's some about Vlad uh, issues or, or, or his, his top sayings or his, you know, his philosophy of who he is type of things. Now, I uh, uh, looked at his Facebook page, um, and you know, he's got a perfect Facebook. He's got a perfect life. Everything is you know, top-notch. He's a young, young successful man. And, and, then, uh, and I thought, man, like, wow, there's, there's some up-and-coming Russian fellas who are you know, going for it. And, and, and then I started to kind of look at, wait, wait a minute, wait a minute, wait a minute. I'm a, I am a little bit smarter than the average bear. I got to go into the core of this person and understand what does he really breathe? What does he really think? Who he really is? And I don't know him, like I said, and I'm not here to bash him, but just this little section over here, we're going we're gonna to go into it. I don't know if you guys can read it, but it says uh, he's educated at uh, University of Washington, got a bachelor's in... Uh, in uh, yes, yes, there you go. Pretty smart cookie. Uh, first job, uh, anyways, theme song, his theme song of life. Who can read that? Who's Tim McGrath? Country singer. I, 
That's the first guy. I'm like, okay, if I don't know who Tim McGrath is, I must be either I'm missing a Christian art artist or, or maybe this guy isn't a Christian artist. But above that, there was a, uh, uh, maybe it was on the left-hand side, things he likes to do. He volunteers at the mission, gospel, Union Gospel Mission. He's also volunteering at the Kent Hope Daycare for Women and Children. Uh, he likes to travel the world and stuff like that. It's like, wow, this is awesome. This guy's really cool. I want to meet him. And then you go over to this side, and I'm like, whoa, okay. Let's look into his life more. And then the one thing that struck me the most that kind of just went, oh, man, like, what? why couldn't this be something different? Is the very last thing, uh, the very last thing on this is his superpower. And he says, a limitless mind. And I'm like, man, how come that couldn't be God? My superpower is God that lives within me. Why? Well, how come it has to be about yourself, you know? That, hey, I have a limitless mind. I have this potential. I have this greatness. I am this amazing, amazing all-star, right? And that's the one thing that I'm like, man, if only I didn't know the truth, that would be like the, the goal of my life, right? That would be, you know, hey, this, would, this, is, this is what life would be for me, right? This is it. This guy made it. But when I look at, when I look at the foundation of who he is, then I get the real picture. And I go, man, this is where Ecclesiastes makes sense. We're going to read Ecclesiastes. This is 6, uh, verses 1 and 3. It says, There is an evil which I have seen under the sun, and it is common among men. A man to whom God has given riches and wealth and honor, so that he lacks nothing for himself of all his desires. Yet God does not give him power to eat of it, but a foreigner consumes it. That is vanity. That is an evil affliction. What's Ecclesiastes talking about here? He's saying, hey, you know what I constantly, this is King Solomon saying, this is the most evil thing that I constantly see all around me all the time. Men get successful. They get everything they want. But they can't eat of their fruit. They can't actually enjoy it. They can't, you know, this is a status. This, I mean, you know, he's probably pretty happy that he made it on that magazine. He's probably, you know, all his Facebook friends just erupted and, and they probably threw a big party. But, but what is the next step? What is his life going to look like 10 years from now? You know, 30 years from now? What is his life going to look like when he stands before God? That's what Solomon is noting here. He's saying, hey, He's got it all, but can he really have the rest in God? Can he come to God's throne? Can he come to the altar and connect with God? We just sang an awesome song. You know, I'm going past the outer courts, and I'm going into the, to the inner courts, the holies of holies. And I, and I, again, for the hundredth millionth time, realize that I am the most blessed person on this earth because I can actually connect to God. I can worship in that song, and I, I, can, I can, in my spirit, man, I, I, I'm actually there. I'm, I'm going through the outer courts. I'm, I'm, I'm looking at my life. I'm cleansing myself. I'm, I'm going through the process. I'm going, God, I'll do anything to connect with you. And, and the connection happens, and I'm like, man, God, that is the best feeling. That is the best thing that I have in this life, that right there. And uh, I... Uh, I want to say that, yeah, it's good to be organized. It's good to have a plan. It's good to, to go to college. It's good to, to buy a house. It's good to have a good job. It's good to ha start a family. It's good. 
But if you can't find rest in it, if at the end of the day, when you lay down, God's not with you in that, in that gain, then you're lost. You're lost. You've lost it. It says uh, later in this same chapter, 5 and 6, it says, talking about a stillborn baby. It says that stillborn baby is better than a man who's lived a life twice of a thousand years and has been satisfied from the beginning of end of his whole life. He's gotten everything, and he lived it twice on this earth. A stillborn baby is better than him. And then it explains why. You guys want to remember? Let's go into it. Let's go. Let's see why. Though it has not seen the sun or known anything, it has more rest than that man. Dennis was talking about finding the rest of God, right? It's, it's, it's a battle in your life to find God's rest, to find God's will, to find God's, God, what God's calling you, what God wants you to do. And it's the most challenging thing, but it's the most rewarding. When you can find the rest of God, when you, when you can lay your head down at night and go, man, God, I'm with you, and you're with me. That's the best thing in this planet. That's the best thing that I, that I have. That's the millions of people are dreaming to, to lay down like me right now. This is what everybody's searching and everybody's hoping for. And I have it. Heaven is our focus. Soul is our, our goal. I wanted to remind us of that. Heaven is our focus. That's where we're headed. That's what's important. Souls is the goal. The more souls, the more, the more God, God wants. The, God wants fruit. God wants souls. He wants you to come to heaven, not empty-handed, but efficiently work your life to the point of, 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 of as many and as, as, as much uh, uh, of God's work as possible. That's the goal. I wanted to show up the last picture, Josh. You can put it up there. It says, homeless, hungry, anything helps. And right here, Walmart couldn't take it anymore, so they hired somebody, and they printed off their sign, their money, to stand next to this guy and say, look, we are hiring right now. You can come in, and we'll give a job. You notice, you know, Walmart has a lot of sketchy characters working there. They'll take anybody, all right? They would take this guy. I mean, as long as he's born and, and he can prove that he's an American or he, he has a social security number, they'll take him. They'll help him. Right? It's a funny picture. It's kind of like, what is going on? Today I drove through Seattle, and it's getting worse and worse and worse. I mean, that, the, the, the underpass or the, the, the trussles by fruit, it's just packed. Tent after tent after tent. After. There's not one, like, clearing. Piles of garbage. I mean, you go through there, and you're just like, man, what happened? Did the economy crash? What's going on? Why is this happening? What's going on? And it's people's minds all around us right now are deteriorating so rapidly, so fast, that this is happening. And this is actually sometimes the picture that we, I get to see of young people. I talk to some of you guys and, and I go, hey, God, God has a plan for your life. God has a purpose. God's calling you. And you're like, no, nah, I'm going to stay here with the sign and, and wait for millions to just meet me out of the door. I, I, 
I lost a friend, uh, my, my business partner at 18 years old. He, uh, I watched him get married. I watched him start a family. I watched him uh, crash his life into a mental hospital. I watched him take a loan from the government called SSI and, and, and continue down that path. I watched him become a, a street bum, and I watched him uh, constantly go. I, I, he, the last conversation that I remember is he goes, you know what? I really believe that if I stand at that intersection, somebody will give me a $10,000 uh, 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 cash. And I'm like, Chris, are you kidding me? I'm like, I- I'm your friend. And if I had $10,000, I wouldn't give it to you. Like, that's what I thought at that moment. Right? And I'm like, are you kidding me? Who's going to do that? Why would they do that? But he's so lost the focus. He's so lost the idea of, of where he's going in life that this is all he thinks. This is, this is the delusion that is in his head. That, you know what, I don't want to fight, uh, you know, I don't want to fight, uh, fight my way through life. I don't want to uh, uh, abide by any laws. I don't, I don't care about anything. I just want to eat and, and go after pleasure and, and go after sin, and that's it. That's all I care about, really, in this life. And I talk to some of you guys, and I'm like, man... Come on, guys, let's, let's catch that fire. Let's go after God. God has so, so many uh, limitless possibilities for your life to play out. But you've got to rise up to the challenge. You've got you to get up. You've got to get moving. You can't just sit there. God is going, hey, I'm hiring right now. Come on, into my, come on my child. Come on, let's go. Oh, I, I, don't, I, I can't pray. I can't, I, I can't uh, read my Bible. Yes, you can. Yes, you can. You can. You're not that slow. All right? (laughs) This is the spiritual picture that I see that some of us have in in this youth. Even coming to this youth where, where you see men of God working hard, catching that fire, connecting to God in in, in prayer, in, in worship. If you can't disconnect from from everything you're pursuing. And connect to God, then this is what you're doing. You're saying, God bless me, but I want to do nothing for you. God bless me, but I don't really love you. God, give me what I want, and that's it. Just give me what I want. And let me tell you that that's pretty dangerous. Pretty dangerous attitude to have. I, uh, uh, that's what caused me to leave the church initially when you know what I, I went into theology i started to idolize people i started to idolize a teacher or a pastor and go man that's what i want i want to be like this guy look at him he's got crusades look at him he's got he's got this uh, amazing lifestyle look at this guy man he's always healing people left and right and and man this guy is this guy is the the christian that i want to be he doesn't you know he's always joking on stage he's living a happy-go-lucky life and that's that's what christianity really is that's what god really wants that's it not knowing the theology behind these kind of cats, the theology behind these kind of Christians is, hey, they have the, they have the, the uh, ability to pretend, but in their core, they've lost the ability to hear God. They've lost the ability to respond to the harvest, to respond to people's needs, to respond to God's need. And that's why I left the church, because... Things didn't match up. Our theologies didn't match up. You know, it comes to a point where, you know what, I'm, I'm just headed where, where I'm headed. And that delusion is going to take over your life. And that delusion about, hey, self-perseverance, hey, my life before God's life. It'll take its course. 
as you can see, some people aren't with us that were here two years ago. They're not here with us. And you're like, oh, well, they give up. No, they didn't give up. If you ask them today that they're a Christian, they're still on course with God's plan, they would say yes. They would say yes, I, I'm, I, I am in God's will. I'm getting a business degree in God's will. I'm doing this in God's will. I'm getting married in God's will. I'm doing this in God's will. Well, how come you don't come to God and worship? It's not that important. I, I worship God in my heart. You can't see my heart. You can't judge me. I don't know, in Corinthians we read that the saints are going to judge the whole world. Especially if you can't even judge amongst the brothers. Why do you take this public to the, to the, the courts that are so defiled and, 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 and bribable, right? You are the remnant of God. You have the wisdom of God. You have the ability to see past lies. As, as, a, as, as somebody that's connected to God, you have that wisdom. You have that, that, that sensitivity when somebody's fading, when somebody's dying. And I want to say this. The call off this pulpit is constant harvest. It's constant harvest. It's, hey, we're getting ready to evangelize. Hey, we're getting ready to, to Yogi Bear is starting up a new season. Come on, we need volunteers. We need somebody. We want to open up a second campus. Come on, you guys. Let's rise up to the challenge. Let's go. God's putting it on our hearts. Let's go. School clubs. Man, we need, we need, we need youth leaders to come to school clubs. We need you to, 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 to risk taking a, some time off your work and actually go visit a school club. Go visit. Go do your ministry because you're a youth leader. You're supposed to lead the youth after God. I know life happens. I know it gets busy. I know things happen. But always put God first. Always put God first. If I could leave you with that, put God first. Take the risk of putting God first in your life. Don't take the the second job. Don't take the, the better job. Don't take the better education. But put God first. And He'll take care of you. He will take care of you. That's all I know. This is six years of my, my uh, stability of life here in, in, in church has been that lesson over and over and over. When, hey, you know what, volunteer for kids camp, and all of a sudden all the bosses like, get together and they start paging you like, no, no, we got the best, sweetest jobs. Come, come. We got, dude, you've never, you, you are, you've never seen a job like this. It's easy money. Come, come do it. Oh, wait, I'm booked for a kids camp. I can't. What are you talking about kids camp? What are, you, are you nuts? Here you are, you can't pay your bills. You're, you're whining to us about giving us more. And now you're saying, kids camp, kids camp. I'm like, ooh, you know. I, uh, I, work, I got invited to, to do a, a house for free for a family that needed it. They went through a fire, and they're asking all the installers to do some charity work. And, uh, and they, were, uh, they, they sent me the, the link to, to come do a charity work. And I'm like, boom, guys for strength, girls for purity. I mean, sorry, guys for strength, kids church. Well, gross purity too, but but I'm like I'm busy that day, and I just, and guess who they reply? What are you doing? And I I'm like charity. I'm doing charity. I'm double booking charity. All right. You want to come join? You want to come be a part of this? Why don't you come to 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 my charity club? You know. And all of a sudden, whoa, 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 whoa. they realize that hey, 
this guy's focused. You know, hey, you know, there's some people that are doing nothing with their lives, and all of a sudden charity sounds good. It, it, you know, your business gets rep, rep, represented, you're public, all these people watch, and it's you know, a great thing for your status. And I go, you know what? No, I have a clearer heading. Yes, I want to help that family. Yes, I, I would do it for free for them. But my charity and my goal is very clear. God is very, very defined what comes first, and that's him first. And his charity is more important than any other charity that can pull at me. Because that charity can be very twisted, very, you know what, it could just be, Andre's this good guy, man. You should, you should go to Andre's business because he's a good guy. He's just this best guy. He's just, you know, this amazing, you know. And yeah, that's beneficial. That's, that's, that's beneficial to my business or my future. But, but God is more beneficial to me. I, I uh, many times uh, with all the, the, the scheduling now and everything is going crazy. I book something with, with, uh, with uh, even sometimes with my family. And it's double booked. We had a, a club meeting, and all of a sudden, I'm looking, and I'm I, I, some blank went off, and and, and so a week disappeared out of my schedule. And I'm thinking, here's prayer at the pole, and here's our anniversary. We're going to Canada. We already bought tickets. What? How, how did I miss that? Like, what's going on? Now we're double booked, and I'm like freaking out, and I'm like, Tanya, I have bad news. I I don't know what to do. Like, uh, this is the toughest decision. Go celebrate our anniversary or, or go to prayer at the pool. I've already got invited for, by Heather to go to, to Everett High School, and, and I'm excited for that. And Tanya's like, look, it's the 28th. We're going on the 20th. I'm like, oh, oh. I'm like, Ooh, thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. Because in my thought, I was already going, God is testing me. God is seeing where, where, my, where, my, uh, where, my, where my importance is. God is testing me. And I don't pass every test. But that test, thank you, Lord, for giving me the strength. And give me more strength. I, I'm, staying, I'm, staying, I'm staying in that, in that mode of, you know what? I, I, wanna, I want to see God's best in my life. And that means I got to risk the best. I got I to gotta pursue. If you, you know, we were teaching, hey, don't date, don't flirt, don't, don't, pres- don't promote yourself. And God will see that, that you, are, you, are, you are yoked. And if that's His will, He will bless you beyond, beyond your dreams. And that's, that's what I wanted. And at one point, you understand that, and you go, okay, you know what? i got to think 10 steps ahead. This is the kind of marriage I want. This is the kind of family I want. Then i got to stop being this. i got to stop pursuing this. i got to stop dabbling in this. This is the lifestyle I want. I want to be totally abandoned for God and able to go anywhere at any time and have the finances to go do so. Well, that limits your lifestyle a lot. That, that limits what positions, what jobs you could go for. That limits the dreams and the pursuits of, 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 of what you want to not so many. You know, everybody wants a faithful worker at their business. And that's what they're paying high dollar for. And they'll test you to see if you're faithful. But so will God. God wants a faithful worker. And He's more important. He's, he's more important than your boss. I, uh, I again invite you to, to be a part of every ministry that we have running. We have Kids Church. We have... Guys for Strength. We have school clubs. We have Yogi Bear. We have uh, uh, 
Decorators? Oh, sound operators, yes. That's for you guys. These aren't just somebody's ministries. That's our babies. That's our children. That's an opportunity for you to go and take part, for you to be a part of the harvest. Mission trip, Mexico. uh, uh, Those are opportunities for you to put yourself out there for God and say, God, you know what? I'm going to limit, maybe take a little bit away from my family perks or my, or my, or my personal uh, plans or goals, and I'm going to put you first. I'm going to tell you the, the best thing that you could do is go, God, what is the number one thing, what is the most challenging thing I can, I can think of right now that you would ask me to do? What is the most challenging thing? Think about your bank account. What if God says, give it all? Or think about your... your uh, your, your community. What if God says, start going door to door? Think about your, uh, your, uh, your workplace and, and, and telling your boss that, you know what, you're going on a mission trip and, and if he doesn't give you the time, then I'm going to find another job. I, I, I love being faithful to you. I, I, I love working here. I, I don't want to disrespect you, but I know that God is calling me. They're, they're actually... You know, it's not that I can see clearly or that I can know clearly. It's very clear in His Word that harvest is the most important thing that we should be pursuing, that, that hey, souls are the most important thing. And I have so much truth that's been invested in me going to service after service after service. I have to unleash somewhere. I have to be a part of something. I have to be a part of this, this, this combine that's working in Isaac City. I have to invest myself somewhere. And if I don't, I'm going to get delusion. I'm going to start going after something that's going to end up doing that to my life. You have to realize that. You have to understand that there's no, there's no gain. Read that, hey, if you make a vow, you've got to pay it. It's better not to make a vow than to make a vow and, and not do it. God is very serious. God knows your limitations. He knows your abilities. And He knows the, the gifts that He still hasn't yet given you. See, when He called me, when He called a I would say, I don't know how to do this. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know. I God, choose somebody else. Just like Moses, just like everybody. I was like, man, this is crazy. This seems impossible. How many kids this year? Oh, man. What, what are we? What's, oh, man. That's a lot of work. That's, a, that's crazy. But you know what? I, I, I'm in. I want to do it. I want to be a part. I want to jump in. I want to go into the impossible. I want to go to the deeper end of God in my life. And so I, uh, I want to just pray with you guys. And uh, on Sunday we're going to have a, a prayer for school club leaders, and uh, we're going to have a special prayer for school club leaders. But but I just wanted to, uh, yeah, the church is going to pray in, inclusive. But I just wanted to 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 have a, a youth prayer as well. And I wanted the, the the school club leaders to come come out to represent your school, the ones that have made a decision to run this year. And we want to just to pray for you guys and bless you guys and, 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 and tell you guys as a, as a youth, we're with you. As a youth, we're, we're your brothers, we're your sisters, we're your lifeline. We're here for you. So uh, um, the, the gals and the, and the guys that were at my house that are ready to run this year, you guys come up here, please. We, uh, we have uh, Mariner High School here. We have uh, Canyon Creek. I mean, Cedar Park. Sorry, I do that. I do that all the time. I'm, my, my bad. Cedar Park. We have Cascade High School. We have Everett High School. We have Linwood High School over here. 
And uh, these are uh, pretty radical decisions. This isn't a simple decision. This isn't just, hey, uh, I'm going to come to an altar call and, and just uh, ask God to, to come into my life and, and cleanse me. And maybe, maybe I'll fight tomorrow. Maybe I won't. This is going, you know what? I'm serious. I want to run this year. I want to see the limitations break off my life this year. I want, I want to see my faithfulness to God grow this year. I want to see one soul, just one soul, come to God. Or one, one, one radical thought that I could sow into, into people's life because of the decision that I'm making right now. I want an, I want an effect or uh, my school. I want to affect my school, not just to fade out, not just to, to be a, a part of the school, but I want to be the salt and the light. And that means, hey, we talked about the, the level of sacrifice has to raise in, their, in your life, your, your Bible reading plan, your, your prayer life. You have to have one. If you're, if you're coming to youth and you can't connect to God, it says, go in your room, close the door, and connect with me silently. And then publicly, I will reward you. I think some of the times we can't connect to God here publicly is because we don't have a prayer life. We have nothing that we're connecting to. And when it comes to do, have that corporate experience, there's no connection. There's no, there's no shut eyes. There's no, there's no passion for God. It's because you don't have a prayer life. These guys are saying, hey, you know what? We're about to go. We're about to invite all our friends. We're about to go and, and, and promote the prayer at the pole. We're about to go and promote this club idea in our school. And this is the most crazy thing. I don't even know how to publicly pray. I don't even I never know how to speak. I don't know how to invite people. I don't know how to, uh, how to even organize my life. But I'm about to embark on this crazy idea. And we're praying that God's power would come down and empower you. That God would empower you to do that. Not, not us. We have we have limited amount of power. We can give you a kick in the pants and go, come on, get up, let's go. But, but God is going to empower you. God is going to do something in your life this year. God is going to challenge you. God is going to stretch you. 